Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Check with Tech, your guide to all things tech. I'm your host, Isina Azam, and let's get started, shall we? First things first, do you guys still remember the Nubia Red Magic 5G? Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, it was a pretty powerful device and it did catch a lot of attention until the ROG Phone 3 and even maybe the Black Shark 3 was announced. Uh, so Nubia really wanted to get more of that attention, so that's why it's releasing a refresh uh, of uh, the the 5G, the Nubia Red Magic 5S. Yes. So it has a 6.65 inch 144Hz display, it has the not so new Snapdragon 865, the regular one, not the plus. Uh, you get uh, 128 to 256 gigs of UFS 3.1 storage, uh, 8 to 16 gigs of LPDDR5 RAM, a 4500 mAh battery, a 55 watt charging brick in the box, shoulder triggers on the side, three cameras on the back and one on the front. Uh, on the back, you have a 64 megapixel f1.8 primary camera, an 8 megapixel f.2 ultra wide camera, and a 2 megapixel macro camera. And on the front, you have an 8 megapixel f.2 selfie camera. It comes in two colors, Sonic Silver and Pulse. It will start at 3,799 uh, Chinese Yuan. And the reason for that is, for now at least, it's only available in China, but Nubia is expecting a, uh, a global uh, launch uh, for September. Pre-orders uh, pre in China start today, and they will start being available uh, on August 1st. My thoughts about the phone are good, I mean, it's a good phone, the specs are absolutely phenomenal, it's a gaming phone, so you have to have cutting edge specs, but, uh, for example, you have the ROG Phone 3, it's a little more expensive, yeah, but for that you get, you get the Snapdragon 865 Plus, instead of the regular 865, a much bigger battery, and in my opinion, at least, a, be a better looking design. I mean, sure, the phone does look like a gaming phone. That's what it's supposed to look like. But but the ROG Phone 3 has something that is universal with both gaming and regular phones. And I personally prefer uh, the ROG Phone 3 over the uh, Red Magic 5S in terms of design. Oh yeah, and you do get uh, more storage and. Uh, so for the Red Magic 5S, you can go all the way up to 256 gigs. Uh, for the RG3, you get 512 gigs. Overall, I really don't see uh, why Nubia would launch a refresh of uh, the Red Magic 5G uh, without actually doing as much improvement as others. I mean, it's definitely a good phone. I just feel like there's still room for improvement. I mean, even by today's standards, they could do much better in performance. Speaking of the ROG Phone 3, if you ever thought that 144Hz refresh rate on a screen is way too slow for you, then have I got an ROG Phone 3 for you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, apparently there is a hidden option in the actual phone for 160Hz refresh rate. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. The display isn't just 144Hz, no, 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 if you want to kill the battery a little more, you can go all the way up to 160Hz. Asus did say that this was for internal testing, and it's not supposed to be part of the official specifications, but come on. 
It's basically like that meme I saw once. I paid for the whole speedometer, then I will use the whole speedometer. It's the same thing here. Now, fortunately, I am here to tell you how to unlock that option. All you have to do is the following. Okay, so first, you're going to need a PC or laptop, uh, and you have to have the Android Debut Bridge app, and then, of course, you have to have the ROG Phone 3. And then connect uh, the phone with uh, the laptop slash PC uh, via a USB cable. And then you have to type the following uh, in the command prompt or the window. ADB uh, space shell space uh, SETPROP space DEBUG dot uh, VENDOR dot ASUS dot FPS dot ENG space one. Then press enter, uh, reboot the phone, and you'll find the 160 Hz option in the refresh rate options. But there is a caveat. Uh, uh, it's not as stabilized as the 144 Hz because as Asus just said it was only for internal testing so you might find performance wise it's a lot crazier uh, than the 144 Hz you, you don't find it as stable as it used to be do it at your own risk uh, I'm not telling you you have to do this it's just optional if you want to do this you can it's a little bit risky but if you do it correctly good job do you guys remember when the Oppo Reno 3 Pro launched at the beginning of this year? Yeah, how about just launch the successor right away four months after the launch of the 3 Pro? That's what Oppo said with the introduction of the Reno 4 Pro. That might be a little bit confusing for some people, but the question remains, will there be a Reno 5 Pro at the end of this year? I'm just kidding, but no, seriously, will the Reno 4 Pro still be around for next year because this phone is supposed to launch next year i mean that's how most phone lineups work it's i think it's the same problem that samsung did w with the z flip they launched the z flip in uh, early 2020 and then they launched uh, the z flip 5g just a couple of days ago but anyway let's get on to the phone itself so it has a 6.5 inch 90 hertz 1080p amoled display it has the Snapdragon 720G processor, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, a 4000 mAh battery uh, with a 65 watt charging brick of the box. You heard me right, 65 watts. This charging brick can charge the phone from 0 to 100% in just 36 minutes. That is insane. On the back, you have four cameras a 48 megapixel uh, main sensor, an 8 megapixel ultra wide camera, a 2 megapixel macro camera, and a 2 megapixel monochrome sensor. That's new. And on the front, you have a 32 megapixel selfie camera. Uh, it will start at around $450. The phone is pretty good uh, in design and specs, considering the price. But in my opinion, if you can, uh, I do recommend getting the OnePlus Nord. You get the faster processor, uh, in my opinion at least, a better looking design, and at a much lower cost. To promote the high performance of the PlayStation 5, Sony will launch uh, a new lineup of TVs that are ready for PlayStation 5. The Sony X900H or XH90 uh, if you're in the UK and the Z8H or ZH8 in the, in the UK. Both of these TVs are tailor-made to support the most powerful of games available on the PlayStation 5. 
They were actually talked about in CES, but I did not talk about it because it was not on my reader. So that's why I'm giving it a shot at Redemption right here. Okay, so first we'll begin with the X900H or XH90. You can go from 55 inches all the way to 85 inches. It supports 4K HDR. It's an LCD display. That's interesting. And for the Z8H or ZH8, depending on the region, you get either the 85-inch version or the 98-inch version. It supports 8K HDR. It's not LCD, but it is a LED display. And these two have what Sony calls ultra-low latency game modes. That's the only feature that's tailor-made for the PlayStation 5. Uh, and I believe that helps the TVs deliver 4K 120 frames per second, which is impressive, especially for a 98-inch TV. If you want that high refresh rate on a TV and not a monitor, uh, the, the X900H or XH90 will start at uh, $1,000, and the Z8H or ZH8 will start at $6,000. I mean, the X900H kind of makes sense. You get 4K, 120 uh, frames per second. Uh, and, I mean, 55 inches is big. So it does make some sense that it costs around $1,000. But why $6,000 for uh, a 98-inch 8K TV? I mean, it does make sense. But who would actually buy it? There are other large uh, 8K TVs that... I mean, in my case, don't cost as much as that. But either way, uh, Sony's mission for these TVs is to give you the option to play the PS5 on them. I mean, it's not exclusive to these TVs or anything. You can use most TVs out there. It's just Sony says that these TVs are tailor-made for the PS5 with the ultra-low latency game mode. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the tiny topics. The Google One app will be released on the App Store. Sony's Vision S car from CES will actually enter the road testing phase uh, this year. Happy birthday to Windows 10 for reaching 5 years old. And Google added new games onto Google Assistant tailor-made for smart displays. And with that, we have come to the end of everything that happened this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to listen to the other episodes in the podcast. And don't be afraid to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, this is Yasin Azam signing out. See you next weekend.